0: everybody you are listening to my dad on the handgun world podcast why does he carry a gun because he can't carry a cop Hi folks, welcome to episode number 605 of the Handgun World Podcast. A practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. Today, September 18th, 2022. This show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment, makers of the best appendix carry holsters that you can get. Here's an example of one, and that is the errand my Glock 43X is in the appendix carry called The Errand by Keeper's Concealment. The first 15 minutes of this show is on YouTube, and so I'm going to be showing some of what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. After 15 minutes, please feel free to switch over to my audio podcast link, and down below this video in the notes will be a direct link to my audio podcast. So. I have been doing a series called what do you carry and why and I had a couple of interviews the last few weeks I'm going to expand a little bit more on my carry guns and what do I carry and why most of you know I'm a pretty big believer in sticking with the same type of gun for concealed carry when I say the same type I don't necessarily mean the same brand of gun but what I am talking about is the same type in other words if it's a striker fired nine millimeter if it's a hammer fired nine millimeter if it's a 1911 45 maybe it's a double action single action gun like a sig or a beretta stay with those types of guns because once you learn and train on those types of guns that is where you are more effective in case you have to use the gun in self-defense it's my belief that we need to prepare as if we're going to use our guns in self-defense. Would you agree with me on that? That's what we are supposed to be doing. It's great to be a competitive shooter. I shot IDPA yesterday. I shot one one of my guns, my Glock 19, in IDPA yesterday. I like playing the gun games. I also shoot and train... For self-defense. I've taught other people how to use their guns in self-defense. Of yourself. Your loved ones. And also to preserve freedom. If you are being attacked by a tyrannical government. And you know what? the, It seems like more and more these days we are getting closer and closer to that point. I hope it never comes. I, I hope we don't have to be fighting physically and violently against tyranny. It's just as amazing out there what is going on in the United States of America. All the stuff that we fought a revolution to get away from. We fought a bloody revolutionary war to get away from this type of tyranny. Now it seems like it's slowly creeping back. I hope we don't have to use... Our firearms, but that is the purpose of the Second Amendment. Let's not forget that. Getting back to why I carry what I do. What do I carry and why? The gun that I have been carrying the most lately now I have, I'm looking at three guns that gets, get the most time on my belt and in my holster. All right, so let's talk about it. And again, check out Keeper's Concealment if you want to get a good appendix carry holster. Handgun World is your coupon code. One word, Handgun World, you'll get 10% off at Keeper's Concealment. What has been getting the most carry? My SIG P365. That has been getting the most carry on my belt in my holster now i have another sponsor called concealment solutions they make fantastic outside the waistband and inside the waistband hybrid holsters and all kydex holsters this is if you're watching the video right now you can see it this is the cobra outside the waistband by concealment solutions Uh, This is a fantastic holster. I have four of these, I believe. And my SIG P365 fits in there just nicely. The other thing that I like about this Cobra outside the waistband, this version also fits my P365XL. So I use the same holster for a As I do the P365XL. Some people say, Bob Main, you're a Glock fanboy. Really? Well, uh, let me talk to all of you right now that think I'm a Glock fanboy. A SIG is what's getting carried in my holster and on my belt most of the time. And if there was ever a gun that could rival my Glock 19, it would be this SIG P365XL. I can get a 15 round magazine if I want. This comes with a 12 round magazine and I got a 13 round gun. The sight radius is nice on this. I still shoot it with iron sights. It does have a nice optics cut to put a uh, an optic on there. I think you can see it just like that now you can see it so it's an optics ready gun it's got great iron sights my p365 is not optics ready but let me tell you what i can shoot this thing very well and the other gun that could rival my p36 or my glock 19 is this glock 43x okay this glock 43x and um The gun is not loaded, but I do have some ammo in this magazine. And this is the 15-round Shield S15 magazines. Very, very reliable. And so, when I use it in my Glock 43X, let me tell you what. It's a a fantastic carry piece. And I really, really, very much enjoy carrying it in this Errand holster. Errand holster by... Keepers Concealment. So, either one of these holster makers that sponsor me, you can get a 10% discount by using the coupon code HandgunWorld. Back to the P365. I did a show probably uh, four months or five months ago called The Dynamic Duo of Pistols. The Dynamic Duo of Pistols. And that Dynamic Duo would be my P365 and my p365 xl these are just great carry guns and i can't say enough about how these things are designed and they're perfectly reliable this p365 is just designed as if it was made for bob main's hand i'm carrying it as you can see with the 12 round magazine and the 12 round magazine gives enough of an extension to where i can get my entire hand on the gun no problem and if I want to carry a little bit more gun then I jump up to the P365XL I'll tell you something that I'm thinking about doing for both of these guns Wilson Combat is making some excellent grip modules there's nothing wrong with the SIG grip module I think SIG did a really good job but I think that Wilson Combat probably does it better and I've seen some people that have these guns with the Wilson Combat grip module I think I'm going to swip, switch over to those. I really do. And I need to start putting some optics on my guns. I have a lot of optics-ready guns. This is my Shadow Systems DR920. It's a Glock 17 size handgun. But it's much lighter and much more well-designed than a Glock 17. But look at it. It looks like a Glock. Okay? Shadow Systems makes fantastic guns. In fact, In fact, maybe the only gun that could get more carry time than my P365 would be the Shadow Systems CR920. I'm seriously considering that gun, the Shadow Systems CR920, which is the real small version of this DR920. And I have the MR920. And all of mine are the elite versions. Uh, If you're going to spend this much money on a striker-fired gun, Glock-like style handgun, Get the Elite versions. They've got a few more really good features. One thing I like is the real nice slide serrations on top of the slide. And also um, the uh, the whole grip and everything. I just, I just like it. Uh, and I think the Elite has uh, a little bit better barrel. Uh, I'm not a good enough shooter to benefit from a um, match grade barrel, I guess, as it's called out there. But if you are, if you're a good enough shooter to benefit from that, well, then, you know, more power to you. I wouldn't worry so much about that as a feature, though, whether it has a match-grade barrel. I think most good guns made today, and I got four real good guns out here, they all are very, very accurate. Matter of fact, I was very surprised with my P365XL. Very surprised how accurate I can be with this gun. Uh, I can be as accurate with this gun as I can with my Glock 19. And I've shot them both extensively. So, you know, uh, it's just just a fantastic feeling gun. But the P365, because of its size, and I'm going to say because of its size to capacity ratio. I like this with the 12 round magazine it's a perfect size for my hand but it conceals extremely well it's got good contouring good lines and everything it conceals very well that's something I've noticed about the CR 920 by shadow systems I don't own one but I've had a chance to uh, at the store examine one and see how it feels it's also a very very good feeling gun one of the biggest problems with Glocks is their ergonomics. Now, I have a Glock 19 that I've actually changed the ergonomics. I'll do another show about that coming up. By, by making some modifications to the grip, I've changed the ergonomics of it. You don't have to worry about that with something like Shadow Systems. The, um, the line of sight, or excuse me, the, uh, the point of aim is perfect on these guns, it, they're just very well designed they hit they sit in the hand perfectly same with the with the sig p365 series. these things just feel right. they just feel right. So that's why right now I'm giving them a little bit edge, a little bit of an edge over my glocks. However, the best feeling glock that I own is this one here, the Glock 43x. The, again, this feels like it was made for Bob Maine's hand. And I don't know what it is. And even the the grip angle doesn't seem to be... Grip angle, I think, is a terrible argument. Would you agree? Uh, A lot of people can shoot Glocks very, very well. Even with the regular, you know, Glock grip angle that everybody says is so bad. Grip angle, you know what? If your sights are lined up and you have a good trigger press, it doesn't matter what the grip angle of the gun is. It doesn't matter if your sights are on target or if your red dot is where it's supposed to be or your green dot and you smoothly gently press the trigger so that you get a good trigger press and you're saying you don't let the gun move it does not matter what the grip angle is but I will say this just feels really good this Glock 43x feels Real good. A young guy was competing in IDPA with me yesterday, and he had a Glock 43S with an MOS version, and I think he had a small Holosun red dot on it. And um, I'm telling you, it almost made me want to go trade this in and get the MOS version, or at least buy a slide with that's cut or i maybe i what i just need to do is send this away and get it cut for a real good optic and that's probably what i'm going to do i do kind of like the looks of this two-tone glock 43x all right that's going to conclude the video portion of this and uh, for those of you watching me on, on youtube please like this video subscribe to my channel put some comments in here Look at all the links that I'm going to post below this video. It's going to have a link to my sponsors. It's going to have a link to this episode, number 605, of my audio podcast. So thanks again for watching if you're tuning in and you're watching me right now on YouTube. All right, so now we're back to the audio only. Whatever it is that you choose to carry, I would just simply say stick with that type of gun. I hate using the word platform, I don't like to use the word platform. I don't know why. It's just there's just something about me that I don't like that word platform. So I'm going to say stay with the same type of gun as I've been talking about. P365, P365XL, Glock 43X, Shadow Systems, they're all the same type of gun. They're striker-fired ergonomic 9mm handguns. What I don't suggest is one day put in a striker-fired 9mm in your holster. The next day put in a double-action, single-action gun the next day carry a 1911 the next day carry a revolver I don't suggest that it's great to own all those types of guns and to own them to compete with them to even train with them fine but how many of you would agree that it's best to spend the most of your time with the type of gun that you're going to carry Here's some other advantages to that. First of all, let's talk about ammunition. If what you carry most of the time, or all the time, let's say all the time. If what you carry all the time is a striker-fired 9mm handgun, doesn't matter what size, what brand, the great thing is all you have to do is stock 9mm. By the way, let me talk about ammo here for a bit. Um, I just got for, I think it was... 26 cents around maybe less maybe 24 cents around i just got a case of ammo off the uh, internet i think it was off of target sports usa target sports usa and then i also bought some of my favorite carry ammo the federal hst 147 grain 9 millimeter so ammo prices are back down to being somewhat reasonable get some ammo folks get it now get it now while you can afford it while the price is still in a reasonable range now you never know what's going to happen again we've had since i've been doing this show this show i've been doing now 13 years i think there's been at least 3 ammo crises maybe maybe 4 ammo crises where it was difficult to get almost impossible to get ammo and if you did you were paying a fortune not so much anymore it's easier to get the prices reasonable buy some ammo in fact recently i got a real nice bonus check uh, for my day job my real job and what did i do instead of running out and buying a brand new gun i could have i could have run right down to the store the next day and bought a brand new gun as a reward to myself but guess what with my bonus check i bought the case of ammo and I bought a few other things that were non-firearms related, but right now, to me, having ammunition—and I'm not going to say in public anymore how much ammunition I have, because I don't want the anti-gun liberal, liberal freakoids, control freaks um, investigating me—I'm just going to say I have ammo. That's it. Um, I just got done saying I bought a case, so anybody that has half of a brain knows how much a case is. But I may or may not have a little bit more than a case. And I would also suggest that you have a decent supply of your concealed carry ammo. I'm no longer going to talk about how many firearms I have, but as I'm doing in this episode, I am talking about some specific Firearms. So to all you liberal. Wackoid. And you know. I say the word liberal. But I shouldn't. Because this show is not about politics. And I I don't want to make it about politics. Politicians from both sides of the aisle. Advocate gun control. So I guess I'll stop saying that. I'll say all you freakoids out there that believe that we should be defenseless. Uh, To all of you, I am going to say stick it in your ear. Because I have a Second Amendment right to defend myself. The Supreme Court of the United States has affirmed that right more than once. You know, a big deal has been made out of this recent decision a couple months ago. But if you go back and look... The, uh, the Heller case and the McDonald case, also the Supreme Court was saying, Hey, look folks, look, there's a Second Amendment right out there that is protected by the United States Constitution. So now for the third time, they've had to say it again. When will certain states in America, when will they get the message? When will that be? What do you think? How long is it going to take for them to get the message that... We have a Second Amendment right. And nobody can, nobody should, and nobody will stop me from carrying this P365 or this P365XL or this Glock 43X or this Shadow Systems pistol. It isn't going to happen. Now, if I decide not to live in the United States of America and in no longer a free state if I go to one of the less free states in America well that may change but I'm not going to do that guess what I'm not going to do that hey guess what we have a choice here in the United States where we want to live matter of fact I have a lot of international listeners as well I've met some of my international listeners and unfortunately they don't enjoy some of the same second amendment rights that we have here in America and I feel bad for them but you have a choice where you live too. And uh, I'm not saying it's easy to live somewhere else. I'm not saying it's ma- it's easy to make the decision to live somewhere else. I have moved several times. Not only because of firearms decisions. I've moved several times because of job reasons as well. I've lived in uh, four different states in America. Uh, Wisconsin, Arizona... Oklahoma, and Texas. They're all fairly, well, very much gun-friendly states. Now, I'm from Wisconsin. Most of you know I'm a Yankee with a gun. I'm a cheesehead. I'm a cheesehead Packer fan from Wisconsin. That's where I was raised. I still call the state of Wisconsin my hometown, and I hope that they kick the crap out of the Chicago Bears tonight. When I was in Wisconsin living there, it was not a real carry-friendly state. You There was no such thing as getting a permit to carry in Wisconsin when I was growing up there and going to college in the 80s. There was no such thing. As a matter of fact, um, when was it? Was it like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that, where Wisconsin finally passed concealed carry? But they were a, a non Concealed carry state for a long time, but for the most parts, for the most part, I uh, I live in gun friendly states. Now, especially Texas. When I lived in Oklahoma, of course, very very gun friendly. Arizona, of course, very gun friendly. With that said, carry what it is that is well carry. Similar types of guns, like like I've been saying. But in my opinion, please try to stay away from what is called the gun rotation. I've seen so many people on YouTube, so many people podcasting, whatever, saying, Ah, this gun is going to go in my rotation. Well, I wonder what that rotation is. I mean, are they do they have 12, 13 guns that they're rotating? I wouldn't suggest that. Um, you know, pick one or two, th- maybe three, that are extremely similar and, and leave it at that. I, that's just my strong suggestion. The reason is split seconds count. You know, John Correa over at ASP talks about draw and make a hit. In one and a half seconds. I think that's very good. I think that's necessary. If you can't do that, maybe it's because you haven't practiced with that gun enough. And all of this comes into play. Your holster, your belt, how you're carrying it, where you're carrying it, not only the gun you're carrying. Uh, That's why I use outside the waistband holsters. That's why I use these excellent Cobra outside the waistband by concealment solutions because they conceal extremely well, but they are fast. Speed is a, is very important. Can you draw from concealment and make a hit in 1.5 seconds? Can you do that? Sounds easy, but it's not. Do you go to the range with a timer and time yourself? You should. And I'm talking about doing it cold. I'm not talking about practice for 30 minutes and then figure out what your time is i'm talking about drive your car to the range get out of your car step on the shooting range with a target out there at five yards draw and make a good solid hit in the right place doing it cold without any practice can you do that in about 1.5 seconds if you stretch it to two seconds okay You know that's fine you're probably gonna do pretty well if you have to use your gun Uh, practice to try to get it my best is 1.1 seconds that's my best usually I'm between 1.5 and two seconds usually that's where I'm at and I use three by five cards I put a three by five card at about four or five yards And as long as I can put my shot in that 3x5 card at about 5 yards in a second and a half, I'm alright with that. For those of you who are Patreon members, I did a a drill called the Step Up Drill. And the Step Up Drill is one I think that you really might want to practice. It's a drill I kind of combined some techniques from other trainers and then I kind of made it my own. It might not be something that's invented by me. I'm not going to say I invented it. But it was my idea to take a couple of different practice drills, three of them, and put them together called the Step Up Drills. So if you're not a Patreon member, please consider supporting my show for as little as three bucks a month. Right? Three dollars a month. Come on. Many of us waste three dollars a month, including me. Instead of wasting it. How about supporting bob main at the handgun world podcast become a patreon you can find a lot of really good videos on there and custom interviews from some of the interviews i've done over the years on patreon watch my step up drill and by the way if you don't know how to become a patreon member um if you were watching this on youtube you can find below the video a link and also you can go to patreon.com slash handgunworld. That'll also be in the show notes. Patreon.com slash handgunworld. Practice the step-up drill. The step-up drill will definitely improve your efficiency. Think about the man in Indiana, Mr. Dickin, who stopped the mall mass shooting by a guy with a rifle he had to act quickly and he did act quickly and he did put good rounds on target which was the bad guy with a rifle who was going to shoot people in the mall he did it quickly he did it quickly and he did it efficiently i don't know all the specifics but he did do it very quickly and he was accurate he was accurate enough to make stops On the bad guy. And that's our primary purpose, is to stop the bad guy. All right? Now, our purpose is not necessarily to go kill the bad guy, in my opinion. Our purpose is to stop him from what he's doing. Okay? If he made a bad decision and he loses his life because he was trying to take your life and you defended yourself, well, then so be it. To me that's not murder. To me that is you you defended yourself and the bad guy died because you were defending yourself. That's not murder. God says thou thou shalt not murder. I don't believe that that's murder. Okay? That's that's saving innocent lives. And if I had to answer for that action, I think I could do it. Most of you know I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And he has been for a long time. That is something I could probably explain. If if a bad guy was going to take my life. Or the life of one of my loved ones. And I defended myself. And he happened to lose his life. I think it's his bad choice. And it was my good choice. And I believe that I could explain that. If I have to. Because I am a follower of Christ. I am forgiven. Yet, the way I look at this is if I had to explain that, I, I think I could probably have a good explanation for that. So, remember, we're not trying to kill the, the bad person. We are just trying to stop them from what it is that they are doing to us. And that's my belief on that. And I think with the P365XL that I carry, I could do a pretty good job. Also, at longer ranges, I kind of like the range of this gun. I can, I can make real good shots at 15 yards, at 20 yards, especially with the 365XL. And especially, for some reason, with my Glock 43X, I can make really good shots at about 15 yards with my 43X. So all of these, 15, 20 yards, I don't see much of a problem. Um, if, I'm, if it's going to be a longer range encounter than that, I may want to try some tactics to where I could either get away or close the distance. You should, though, whatever carry gun you have, you should be practicing it at 25 yards. Practice at 25 yards. Train at 25 yards. Maybe even 30 yards. You know, if you can learn to make good hits at 25 yards with your concealed carry gun, I'll share something with you. You're pretty good at 5 yards if you can be good at 25 yards. It makes 5-yard shots, 7-yard shots, seem extremely easy. 10-yard shots, extremely easy if you've been practicing at 25 or 30 yards. So think about that. A lot of people used to knock that kind of training saying, I, There's no reason why you have to get your concealed carry handgun, Bob, and shoot at 25 yards. You know who normally says something like that? It's people who can't do it. Oh, you don't have any reason why you need to be shooting your handgun at 25 yards? Yes, I do. Yeah, because I want to be real good at 5 yards, at 7 yards, at 10 yards. So, to be real good at 5 and 7 yards, I think I'm just going to try it at 25 yards. And I'm going to practice a lot at 25 yards. And I'm going to get really accurate at 25 yards. And then I'm going to be really, really accurate at five yards. There's my reason you knucklehead. Again the reason why people say. Most of the time. I think 90% of the people who say. You don't need to be. Practicing with your handgun at 25 yards. Is because they can't do it. And they haven't practiced it. That's why they knock it. That's why they put it down. Just my personal opinion. What do you you think. I would like to hear what you think. People have sent me emails and voicemails and they contain comments of this show. You can email me at handgunworld.com, handgunworld.com. Excuse me. Huh, what am I saying? Handgunworld at com. handgunworld at gmail.com. You can call into the voicemail 210-646-1727, 2106 2106- 461727. Seven. And always on Facebook and Twitter, I post links to every show so I would enjoy hearing your comments. As I close, remember the introductory music and the exit music this time, this episode, is called You Ain't Getting My Guns by Aaron Lane. You Ain't Getting My Guns by Aaron Lane. I'll put a link if you want to find out more about his music. And let's see, what else do I want to talk about here as I'm closing? Oh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, which used to be called iTunes, but Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. No matter what podcast app you're listening, they probably all have a space to put reviews. I would love to See your review of my show and send me a link to it if you can. I'd love to read it. I'm open-minded. I can handle criticism. So if you don't like it and you want to say you don't like it, okay, fine. Tell me why you don't like it and uh, it'll help me improve going down through the rest of the shows that I'm going to do in the future. So that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for tuning in to episode 605 of the Handgun World podcast. I'm Bob Main. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you again next time. adventure.